Are you ready? Are you ready? It's time for high school basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI and online at WBBI.com. I'm ready. High school basketball is brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, Cooper Service, Warner Automotive, Frickers, Roto-Rooter. By Iron Workers Local 55, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, Grit. By MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Schaefer's. By Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork. And by the Ropey Corporation. Ready? Let's go. Let's go live to high school basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI. And online at WBVI.com. Welcome on out to Hopewell Live out in high school. You're excited for today's action in high school basketball. Tonight we have a good old-fashioned rivalry matchup between Tiffin Calvert and Hopewell Loudon. Last year, Calvert finished 19-5 overall. They shared the SBC River title with Hopewell Loudon and Old Fort. Their season ended a lot sooner than they would have liked. They fought a Van Lue in the sectional finals. So far this season, they are 1-1 one one with a win over Fremont St. Joe and a loss to Ottawa Glandor. Last season, Hopewell Loudon finished 20-5 overall. They again shared the SBC River title last season. They had the longest postseason of anyone in the conference, and they made it to the district finals before they fell to Mohawk this season. They are 2-0 with wins over Arcadia and Gibsonburg. This is SBC River Basketball on Kowalski 96.7 WBBI along with ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB. Lance us here alongside Matt Brown, my sports casting partner for today's match between Calvert and Hopewell Loudon. And Matt, two programs that have been near or at the top of the SBC River over these last few years. What are, and both, of course, return a lot of players from last season's teams as well. So what are some of the things you're expecting to see here tonight? Good evening, Lance. Thanks for, again, having me here back at the seat. Big game tonight, another big battle. You mentioned, uh, you know, big battle in the SBC Conference. We saw one last night on the ladies between Hopewell Loudon ladies and the Calvert Seneca girls program. So same thing here tonight. No love lost between these two teams. Always been a battle in all these sports between these two programs. I think you'll see, you know, Gavin Wagner from for the Senecas poured in, you know, 22 points against Ottawa Glandorf, 25 against Fremont the other night. I expect another big performance out of him. I was very impressed with his performance against Ottawa Glandorf. Caden Ottobacher, another good defender. He'll shut down Kreese hopefully tonight. Evan Kreese, you know, his 15 points recently the other night against Gibsonburg. Second team All-Ohio, you know, total athlete. Uh, just a, uh, you know, a generational type player, if you will. Blake Barrier, seen him play before. Hustler, never stopped playing. Kid's gonna play to the final second. And he's he, you know, scoring more points, 16 against Gibsonburg here tonight, 21 against Arcadia. I look for him to have a big night. If Donovan Elmore is going to have a big night, he's got to post up big underneath the bucket. He's going to have his hands full with Wagner tonight. I think Wagner wins the war underneath the bucket tonight. Harry Schultz for the Seneca stepped up there tonight, had 19 points against Fremont St. Joe. I, he's, in order for the Seneca to win this game tonight, Schultz has got to have a big offensive performance. Rombach's got to contribute something too. So, you know, another good battle. I think we're going to see another great game. Lots of good things to look forward to here tonight as we have an absolutely packed house here at Hopewell Loudon for today's game. And you mentioned some of the guys that I think are definitely going to end up being some X factors in today's game. I think on the uh, Calvert side, you obviously mentioned Gavin Wagner, but it's 
kind of what else you're going to get, at least in terms of what you've seen over the first couple games on the season, because Gavin Wagner already plus 20 points in each of those games. If he continues that path, that's obviously a good thing for Calder, but it's going to be if guys like Caden Otterbacher, Harry Schultz, and the other guys are able to contribute in big-time ways. And similar things can be said on the Hopewell Loudon side. I mean, I've increased, obviously, their go-to guy, but yep. Donovan Elmore can obviously do a lot of good things on the offensive side. Blake mm-hmm. Barrier, the guy who makes it all run. And then Carter Yarbrough, he's another guy defensively always going to be up in your face and can make those shots when he's open. I think Yarbrough is your dark horse for Hopewell tonight. You know, they don't, they don't make, may not expect a lot out of him, but they're going to, Calvert's going to have to watch him again. You know, he burned him last year for a lot of points that they weren't paying attention to him. And that's what happened over at OG there tonight too with Tomas. They weren't paying attention. He scored a lot of points. I think Yarbrough is your dark horse for Hopewell tonight. He gets involved, and if Hopewell wins, I think he's a big contributor. With that, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have starting lineups and opening tip here from Hopewell out in high school. You're listening to High School Basketball, both WFOB and WBBI. Hi folks, this is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. Getting a new roof is a big investment and who you choose to install your new roof is an extremely important decision. We are a family owned roofing and construction company that's been in business since 1936. The MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company has skilled workers trained to install, repair and maintain your roof and weatherproofing components. So no matter what mother nature throws at your commercial building or home, it will be protected from the elements. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no obligation question today. Summer sale down is going on at Spitzer Buick GMC in Findlay. The season's best deals on all new and used inventory. The best way to buy a new Buick or GMC or a used vehicle is at Spitzer. All new Buicks and GMCs come with our Spitzer Shield nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty and first year complimentary maintenance. A Spitzer Shield also covers our certified used vehicles with a 172 point inspection and seven year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. Shop in person on Bright Road or 24-7 online at SpitzerBuickGMC.com. The deals are hot. The inventory is plentiful. And buying a new-to-you car is fun with the guys at Warner Economy Corner. All new inventory is spicing things up on the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard. And there are some unique vehicles to choose from. If it's price, customer service, or inventory, Warner Economy Corner has it all. Visit today for the best deals around. Trade or no trade, we can work with you. Visit Warner Economy Corner today. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. That's the sound of a day starting out right. And I hear it every time my new Toro Z Master Zero Turn Mower starts up with big-time horsepower, giant tires, turbo force deck, and comforts like my ride suspension and USB ports. It's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Toro Z Master Mower today. See a complete line of Toro products at Coon Sales and Service just west of Bascom on State Route 18. Here from Hopewell Loudon High School, we're excited for today's action here in high school basketball here on both WFOB 
and WB Valance Morris Brown. Matt Brown here with you for today's game and got a good one on tap for tonight as we have Calvert taking on Hopewell Loudon as we just had National Anthem just about ready for starting lineups and your start to tonight's game as we have, of course, our keys to the game, which, funny enough, they're brought to you by MJ Brown Construction Company, where quality is a service. Call 419-447-5864 for your quote today. So, Matt, yes. what, in fact, are your keys to the game? Well, again, I mentioned that defense. I'm a big defender, defense coach when I was coaching, and I push defense. I think both teams will come out very defensively strong, showing some different looks early. I see a lot of different sets coming up. I talked to Coach Otterbacher last night, asking if he was sticking to the same game plan he, that we talked about at OG, and he said absolutely. So we look for, uh, on the offensive side, look for Wagner underneath being posted up, quick motion offense, and hopefully put some quick points on the board. Sorry, lineups for today's game, and we have them currently being introduced on the Calvert side of things. It'll be the same starters we had in their first game against Ottawa Glendorf. Carter Wolf, Jacob Brombach, Harry Schultz, Caden Otterbacher, Gavin Wagner. The starting five for Tiffin Calvert head coach is, of course, John Otterbacher. We hope we'll allow inside of things. No surprises since they brought back all their starters from a season ago. Braylon Martinez, Carter Yarborough, Blake Barrier, Donovan Elmore, Evan Freese, your starting five. For Hopewell out and their head coach is also, of course, Roger Jury as we're just about ready to get things started here at Hopewell out in high school in a packed house. Not that yep. you would expect anything less for a matchup of this magnitude and certainly going to be uh, interesting to see, you know, just the matchup in and of itself. But you look at, la you think of last season and these teams referring to Calvert, Hopewell and Old Fort, they all beat up on each other because they all beat each other at different points in this season, so could, uh, could see something similar this season, or maybe one of these teams will uh, will eventually emerge kind of as the, the league contender. If, if, you, if the Senecas or Hopewell Loudon or Old Fort, either one of those three teams are going to emerge as, as the leader in the SBC River Conference, they're going to have to break out with more offense from all players. Right now, what we've seen early on is the Senecas had a couple kids contributing pretty heavily, same way with Hopewell Loudon. I've not seen 04 play yet this year. I've seen him last year. More, we'll see him soon enough. Yeah, absolutely. More even, more even scoring off the bench and during the starters. And I think that then you'll see someone break out of the pack. I agree. Tonight, this is going to be loud crowd. It's a standing room only tonight. So get ready, buckle up. Here we go. It'll be Rob back jumping for Calvert. It'll be Crease jumping for Hopewell out in Calvert wearing their road. Blue uniforms with the white numbers, gray trim. Hope we'll allow them to home white uniforms with the red numbers and the gray trim. As the tip will technically be on the Hopewell side, but Gavin Wagner will bring it in for Calvert. They'll start attacking the basket to our right from our courtside position here at Hopewell Loudon High School. As it'll be now Harry Schultz with on the right wing extended for Calvert. Now round back with it up top. Was looking to swing and he'll look to drive down inside. Instead, turn around shot. A little too strong trying to go over the top of Evan Priest. Elmore, the board for Hopewell. I'm a big fan of driving the ball into the bucket, into the lane, but... He is wide open and Lenny should have shot from the foul line. 
Bakerian now setting things up on the Hopewell Loudon side of things. 35 seconds in this one, still scoreless here between Hopewell Loudon and Calvert. It'll be Blake Martinez with it on the far side. Now down inside, turning around, back out. Now Yarbrough with it up top for Hopewell Loudon. They'll swing it over Barrier, left wing. Elmore trying to post up Barrier, drives inside. Scoop lay in a little too strong with the left hand. Round back to board Calvert the other way. Down inside, it'll be Wolf in transition. He'll find Roundback on the cut, goes up with the one hand up to get that one to go in the paint for Calvert. Calvert will strike first. Nice shot by Jacob right in the lane. That's what I wanted to do last time. Crease open for the corner three. Too strong that time. Elmoder fights for with Wolf for the rebound. And it'll be a jump ball possession arrow. We'll keep it on the Hopewell Loudon side of things. 6.46 left to go in the first quarter. Calvert a 2-0 advantage. Two dynamic players there, Carter Wolf and Donovan Elmore. I think you're going to see a big battle underneath tonight with that. They're going to crease off of the inbound. He's unable to get that one to drop as Calvert again back the other direction. 6.40 now to go here. First quarter, they lead Hopewell Loudon 2 to nothing. Brown back with it near the top of the key. Finds Wolf on the left wing extended. Gets the screen from Rombach. Doesn't create a whole lot of space, but Rombach's wide open for the lane after the screen. Calvert now up for nothing. Wow, nice play. So Loudon slowly bringing the ball up the floor and right before they get it into the half court, but the errant pass that time from Carey as he was trying to get it over to Yarbrough, but ends up in Coach Otterbacher's hands with the counter the other way, and they lead four to nothing with 6-10 to go in the first quarter, and already Coach Jury does not like what he sees as he'll take the timeout again. 6-10 left to go first quarter. Four to nothing to score Calvert with the advantage and Jacob Rombach all four points mm -hmm. thus far early goings here for Calvert. Lance Moore and Matt Brown here within both WFB and WBVI and so far uh, so good on the Calvert side of things at least as they get out to the four nothing advantage. And nothing I didn't expect you know I expected them to get some quick points some good defense down underneath for Carter Wolf on Donovan Elmore They've got it. If Hopewell wants to be successful with the big man underneath, got to post him up because Carter Wolf has really been working hard. A lot of momentum Calvert way early, Lance. Certainly appears that way, but yep. I think it might just be the case of once they see one go in, the offense might start uh, start clicking a little more. Mm -hmm. Will be Calvert ball following the timeout. Otterbacher working on. Yarbrough gets it across half court, hands it. Schultz, right wing extended, brings it back towards the top of the key as Elmore switched on to him. Schultz driving all the way inside, a little too strong on the lay and ends up eventually in Wagner's hands. He tries to go up, unable to get that one to go over the tough tee from Elmore and Crease. Hopewell back the other way. Great tough defensive series by Hopewell. Yarbrough with it, driving all the way down inside. He'll get it back out to Barrier, now open. Martinez briefly on the wing up top for Yarbrough now with it for Hopewell Loudon. 5.35 to go. First quarter, 4 nothing advantage for Calvert. Hopewell Loudon though with possession, trying to get their first score of the game on the board. Reese will have it up top working on Otterbacher as Otterbacher almost poked it away back into Kreese's hands though. Barrier now will reset things near the top of the key, briefly driving inside. Yarbrough open from up top off to the right though. Rebounded by Otterbacher, Calvert the other way. Great on the great defensive series for the Senecas. Rocker now with it up top for Calvert. 5.05 to go first quarter. Calvert the 4-0 advantage on Hopewell Loudon. Otterbacher maintaining his dribble. Now working his way down inside. Wolf with it now left wing as he wanted to go inside. Barrier pokes it away. And might be the one that gets called for this foul between him and Elmore. And 
And they will, in fact, actually call that one, I believe, on Yarbrough, who must have been just on the back side of that one. Yeah, I think the refs are going to keep this in control tonight. You know, this is a big crowd. Always a uh, very uh, dynamic game with this, these two, so they're going to keep it in check. Calvert Reedus setting their offense after the inbounds play under the basket. It'll be Schultz with it now near the top of the key. Martinez playing some good defense as Schultz is going to get double teamed right in front of the Hopewell Loudon bench. He'll get it over to Roundback. Wolves open for the left corner three. A little too strong though. Yarbrough with the board. Hopewell the other way with 432 to go in the first quarter. Good transition by Carter Yarbrough bringing the ball down. Yarbrough's three. little too strong. Wolf hands the rebound over to Otterbacher, Calvert back the other direction as they're able to get it into the right corner. Now back inside the ladder on the cut. He gets it to go with the foul. A wow. big basket for the junior with 4.16 to go in the first quarter. There's what we saw the other night over on with Landorf. Wagner working big time down underneath. He's really improved in the last two seasons. Wagner on the line for the and one free throw. It's up and got a 7 nothing advantage here for Calvert. Early goings, 4.15 to go first quarter. Barrier gets it up ahead to Martinez as Opal Loudon sets up their half-court offense. Now Braylon Martinez with it over on the right wing. Still maintains his dribble. Briefly had Yarbrough on the cut. Martinez now will get double teams as he swings it back to Barrier near the top of the key. Barrier maintaining it, now gets it over right side, back over to Barrier, top of the key. Wanted to go inside the crease, it's hooked away. Calvert now the other direction, Harry Schultz will take it in transition. The lay-in will not fall. Rombach though comes into sky and get the board as Calvert will maintain their possession. We'll go inside now to Wagner. Wagner working on Elmore, turnaround shot too strong. Barrier the board for Hopewell out it. Barrier in transition on his own. Not able to get that one to go a little too strong that time. Wagner the board for Calvert. Wow, something we don't see from Evan Kreese. A miss like that. Calvert setting things up now in the half court. 3.15 to go first quarter. All Calvert thus far. And they're going to add on to that lead with an easy lay-in from Caden Otterbacher. It's now 9-0 Calvert in front. This Caden Otterbacher is impressing me so far this season. He's really stepped up to be much better ball player this year. Evan Cruz going to drive baseline up there and good from about four feet away as that'll get the first points on the board for Hopewell Loudon with 2.55 to go in the first quarter. A little pressure here from Carter Yarborough on Caden Otterbacher. Otterbacher now will get it over to Wolf. Back inside to Otterbacher on the give and go. He'll swing it over to Schultz. He's open right wing three. Up and good from Harrison Schultz from the right side back to a 10 point lead for Calvert. Big, big bucket there. His fans on the Hopewell side are stunned right now. Down inside to Elmore, who rolls it down with authority as we're going to have a timeout just because the actual net uh, wasn't able to uh, come back down after the slam by Elmore. That woke up the Hopewell crowd when I said they were sitting over there stunned. They really came alive when Donovan slammed that one home. Can't leave him out. Unguarded under the bucket. That's just not going to work tonight. And back the other direction will be Calvert, currently leading this one 12 to 4. 2:10 left to go, first quarter of action. So we see Kevin Arner now on the floor on the Calvert side of things. Harry Schultz pulls up from the free throw line, unable to get that one to go. Long rebound, eventually going to be hauled in by Barry. We'll see Hopewell go back the other way. Calvert needs to settle down a little bit. They were running some quick O. Down inside, yeah, Elmore again, yeah. able to get that one to go over some tough defense from Wagner. Now a six-point deficit for Hopewell. Yeah, he's 
Once Donovan slides by Wagner on the hip, it's too late. Donovan sets things up now in the half court. 1.38 to go, first quarter of action, 12 to 6 your score. Calvert the lead on Hopewell-Loudon, but Hopewell starting to get some things going on the offensive side. It'll be now over to Wagner, working from mid-post. Going to go through the double team. It goes right under and up and under wow. for the basket for Gavin Wagner. Wow, I'm sorry. That was impressive as can be. The double clutch move from Wagner right around Donovan Elmore. 14-6, your score. Hopewell out in trailing Calvert. Hopewell with possession, 108 to go first quarter. Martinez with it up top, wants to get it back over to Barrier. He'll get it over to Yarbrough, who's briefly open in the corner as he pump fakes a few times. Now he'll put the ball on the deck, get it back over up top to Martinez. He'll pump fake as well before briefly driving. As now just inside the free throw line. Barrier going to try his luck from deep, comes up short. Rebounded by Rombach. Calvert back the other way, 49 seconds to go first quarter. Carter Yarbrough was wide open for the three ball in the corner on, a, on the baseline. He should have took the shot. Three Schultz with the right wing extended now for Calvert. They lead 14 to 6, 38 seconds to go. Quarter number one here in Bascom. He run back with it, given all the space on the left wing. He'll bring it back up top now. Finds Ardner right wing. Now right back over is a reset with Otterbacher with 25 seconds to go into this first quarter of action. Round back still maintaining it as hasn't had the defense come out to him as Crease now tries to give a little bit more room and get himself in between him and the basket. Now Roundback still has yet to actually dribble. Now he will. Back now to nine seconds wow. as Calvert looks to hold for the final shot. Otterbacher with it near top. He almost loses the handle. Could end up being poked away by Barrier. Can he fling it up? Yes, he can. Can it go? No, it will not. And that'll do it for the first quarter of action. 14 to 6 for score. Calvert, though, the lead over Hopewell Lowen through one. We'll go ahead and set aside for a quick timeout. Come back for the start of quarter number two. Listen to high school basketball on both WFOB and WBBI. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tippin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. Back we are here getting the second quarter of action started here at Hovewell Loud in a 14-6 score. Calvert storming ahead to the lead thus far over Hopewell Loud and Lance Morris alongside Matt Brown for your action here on both WFOB and WBV. Be Calvert to start with the ball here in the second quarter. Wagner up and gets that one to go with some contact as well as Gavin Wagner's stellar start to the season continues. It does. It just looking, I mean, he's looking really, really impressive. A lot of frustration, I think, on the Hopewell side right now. They gotta let that go, get the emotions out of it, and, and refocus up here. And the free throw up and good for the and one back to a nine-point lead for Calvert. 7:45 left to go here in this first half of action. And 
Matt, is how well starts to set up their offense. You said a certain phrase uh, for how you saw Evan Kreese uh, go is down inside will be Martinez. He'll draw the foul, go to the line with 7.35 left to go here. In this first half, again, you said you had a, a, a phrase yeah. uh, for what you uh, what you saw from, uh, from one of the Hopewell players. Evan Kreese came off the floor at the end of the first quarter, and I said he looked like he was madder than a wildcat. And I mean, he was disgusted at his fist clutched, going up and down, yelling at himself or whoever he was yelling at, but he was upset. He looked wild, madder than a wildcat. Martinez did knock in his first of the free throws as now we'll see Hopewell change from things up as Kreese will come out. Elmore will check back in as Braden Brickman now on the floor as well on the Hopewell side of things along with their usual starters. So we'll see what happens with now Hopewell going with just one of their bigs. Elmore quickly comes in, gets the rebound, is unable to get the second chance effort to go. Going to be eventually rebounded by Braden Brickman to keep it with Hopewell loud. And as he traveled, and that took a split second or two longer to call and probably should have, but they do end up getting the travel call as we'll get another quick sub as Schumacher was briefly on the floor on the Calvert side as he'll check out and come back in now as Harry Schultz. Arder checking out and Rom back back on the floor for Calvert. Very good subs for, for the Senecas, but we've, we've got to see them, you know, get in rhythm with the offense and with the starters. We haven't seen that yet this season. Bit of an errant pass that time from Otterbacher trying to get it over to Schultz. It'll Go the other direction now for Hopewell Loud in 7-14 to go first half. That's one thing that Seneca's have to do. I talked to Coach Otterbacher the other night about his OG game. They have to take care of the ball. They had six turnovers coming out after halftime at OG at Ottawa Glandorf, and he said, tonight we must take care of the ball. They're bringing things up for the Hopewell Loud inside of things. Yarbrough driving baseline, stops at the block. Now inside to Elmore, goes up through the contact, unable to get that one to go. Carter Wolf comes in to get forward for Calvert. They go the other way. Caden Otterbacher doing a nice job running the offense here for the Senecas. Carter Wolf has it as he's working on Brickman, goes up. Elmore swats that one away as now Hopewell will go the other way with 6.45 left to go here in the first half. Hopewell currently trailing 17 to 7. So he'll swing it now over to Barrier. He'll drive left wing. He'll lose the handle of it. They'll say last touch by Calvert. It'll stay with Hopewell out under the basket. Nice block by Donovan Elmore down there on Carter Wolf. That's what we have to have out of Donovan. Great defensive series every time up and down the floor. Kreese back on the floor. He checks in for Yarbrough on the Hopewell Loudon side of things. 6.32 left to go. First half of action. 17-7 the score. Hopewell trailing Calvert as they go oh, inside wow. the Elmore. They're going to call him for the travel as he was trying to back down his way in the post. Two consecutive travel calls for the Chieftains. Calvert now will bring the ball up the floor with 6.22 left to go in this first half. They have a 10-point advantage right now over Hopewell Loud, and it'll be Harry Schultz with it left wing. He'll drive inside, finds Wolf on the cut, went back to Schultz. going to be stolen. Now Martinez the other way for Hopewell Loud. That's two turnovers now for the Senecas real quick. Resetting things up. He'll pull up for the three in the face of Rombach, who comes up short. Martinez briefly had the board. Schultz comes in to steal it away. Calvert now back the other way. Surprised Calvert's playing this fast. They usually like to play a much slower tempo and control the flow of the game. Schultz 
able to get it over to Ronback. He was, he was about to get called for a five-second call. He gets it back to Schultz on the cut. He tries to go up, but unable to get that one to go over the tough defense from Elmore. But we'll see Schultz draw the foul, I would think, on Elmore. And yes, it will, in fact, be on Elmore. And that's going to be his second foul. Yes, it is. I'm sure that part of Coach Adamacher's plan here is to get Elmore in foul trouble early. If he gets another one before half, that's been a success. First free throw up and good for Harry Schultz. We'll see Yarbrough check in. He will, in fact, come in for Elmore on the Hopewell Loudon side of things. A reminder, today's first half is brought to you by Morgan Advanced Materials, making some pretty cool stuff in hiring. Now go to morganadvancedmaterials.com to learn more and apply as the second free throw up and good as well for Schultz. Now a 12-point lead for Calvert. Yarbrough setting things up now on the Hopewell Loudon side, working on Wolf. He'll go all the way inside, unable to finish as Wolf got a piece of that one. As now Wagner gets the board. Calvert back the other way with 525 to go in the half. Calvert now, they'll get it over to Schultz on the right wing. He's trying to drive his way inside. He'll come up short on the lane. Round back is over the board to keep it with Calvert as they'll reset now with Wolf near the top of the key. Working on Barrier, briefly driving now over to Roundback, and now Roundback will be the one to set things up this time for Calvert as he almost loses the handle as to go briefly over half court just to maintain the possession. Wolf trying to post up down inside. Wagner unable to get a look inside to him as he finds Roundback near the top of the key. So reset now, find Wagner up top. He'll find Roundback inside, comes up short. Reese with the rebound now, Hopewell the other way. Can't have that. Too many touches on the ball with now producing some points for Calvert. Reese back over Yarbrough, left corner for Hopewell Loudon. 4.35 to go, first half, 19-7 to your score. Calvert leading Hopewell. Martinez trying to cut into that deficit, won't do so with that elbow jump shot. We'll see Calvert back the other way. They must get Carver Yarbrough. Hopewell Chieftain's got to get Carver Yarbrough involved in the offense, Lance. I mean, he's had several good looks. For some reason, he's gun shy tonight. Wagner down inside to Otterbacher. Pass a little too strong as it'll go out of play. Back over now to Hopewell Loudon. 4-14 left to go here in the first half as we will see Kevin Arner checking in for Carter Wolf on the Calvert side. Three turnovers by the Senecas. Have to continue to keep control of the ball. Take care of it. There he is. will take the three. Comes up short that time. Brickman tries to range over to it and was unable to save it. Don't know if he would have been able to save that had that which I think, believe that's a sheriff's deputy who actually was over there, uh, yeah, who was the closest to it. Yeah, he actually should not have grabbed the ball. So we see Otterbacher bringing it across the timeline for Calvert. Schultz with it, swings it over to Ardner, left wing extended. Down inside, around back, swings it. Otterbacher open left corner three, comes up short. Rebounded by Creases. He'll range over to that one. Hopewell back the other way with 435 left to go here in the first half. Martinez has it left corner for Hopewell Loud and now over to Yarbrough. Yarbrough swings it over, Barrier. Barrier gonna pump fake, now look to drive inside. Goes up over the contact, unable to get that one to go. Doesn't get a foul in his favor either. So I'll say last touch by Calvert. We'll stay with Hopewell Loud and run to the basket. 3.27 left to go in the first half. A 12 point advantage for Calvert. Is it me or just, they just don't, Chieftains just don't look like they're, they're calm down. They just, they look like they're jitters out here. They're just not smooth, if you will. <laughs> as they were, as the refs called a timeout, saying Coach Jury called a timeout. And he's like, I didn't call a timeout, so Coach yeah. Otterbacher calls the timeout yeah. with 3:27 left to go here in this uh, first half of action. We'll keep it here this time on both classic. It's 96.7 WBBI, ESPN 14:30 AM, 105.7 FM. WFOB Lance Morris, Matt Brown here with you and. 
Uh, Matt, if I had to, you know, kind of pinpoint something for the difference in this game that isn't truly what we've seen, I think it's just the fact that this is Hopewell Loudon's first big game of the season, whereas Calvert, they played out with Glendorf last week. Yes. They're, they're ready for anything Hopewell's going to yeah. throw at them. Not yeah. that it means it's going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that's why you're seeing Calvert able to come out and start as successfully as they have where we haven't seen that on the Hopewell side. I couldn't agree more with you. You know, Calvert, the Senecas went over to big basketball country at Ottawa Glendorf, and I think they learned a lot. A lot of positive things came out of it, but I, I agree with you. And I just said before the timeout, it looks like Hopewell has the jitters. They don't look calm here. They don't look smooth. They don't look in rhythm, I guess, is a good, good way to put it. Hopefully they'll get, get back there. I, I don't agree with having Elmore still sitting on the bench this long. If they're going to be successful, they've got to get him back in the game. He's got to be smart and not pick up the other cheap foul before halftime. If the Seneca score, you know, two or four more here, it's going to be tough uh, momentum going in the locker room. Well, Loudon now will set things up after the timeout. Yarbrough, right corner three, again off the mark. Round back the board, Calvert the other way, 3.15 to go in the first half. 19-7 to the score, Calvert with the advantage as they'll go inside towards Gavin Wagner. It's poked around. Eventually going to end up at Evan Priest's hands as Hopewell will go back the other direction. He'll get it over Barrier. Barrier briefly going to drive inside. Now he'll lose his dribble back up top for Priest. Priest will be the one resetting things on the Hopewell Loudon side. 2.55 now left to go in this first half of action. They'll end up now back all the way over to Yarbrough. He'll pump fake a few times, brings it back out after briefly driving inside. Back over Barrier, he'll swing it to Martinez. Martinez, and again, will get it over towards Crease on the elbow. Drive inside briefly, now back, shoots the, forcing that one up, comes up well short. Rebounded by Otterbacher, counter the other way. Caden Otterbacher, more great defense on uh, you know the big number one players. Wagner down inside, doesn't get that one to go, gets his own miss, second chance, up and good for Gavin Wagner, as he'll be the first player to get into double figures tonight. Yep, and another impressive quick performance. Although we saw him run out of gas at OG, they're gonna need to keep their foot on the pedal somehow. Barrier trying to get his way down inside, he comes up short on the scoop lay-in, it'll be Calvert back the other way, 2.05. Left to go here, first half of action, all Calvert thus far, the lead 21-7. Inside will be Schultz. He'll pull up, get that one to go on the floater from the short corner. Adds on here to the Calvert advantage. It's 23 to 7. We didn't see that on Harry Schultz at Ottawa Glandorf. He's coming on, coming on strong here now. Reese trying to force his way inside as he'll draw the foul. I think they're going to get that one on Ardner. No, it's going to be on Otterbacher. That'll send Crease to the line with 138 left to go here in this first half of action. As a few subs going to come in for each team. We'll have Wolf and Schumacher come in on the Calvert side along with Elmore and Suter on the Hopewell side. This free throw for Evan Crease is off the mark. Evan must just have an off night tonight. They've got to get him involved in the offense. He's got two points already, and we're almost at the halftime. That's very unlike Evan Kreese. And also just seven points for Hopewell. Right. Unlike them as well. Right. True, I agree. I'm just saying, though, their number one offensive star is just not producing. That's uncommon. Second free throw there is up and good for Evan Kreese. Makes it now 23-8, to 137 left to go in the first half. Coach Otterbacher calling for some kind of screen for 
Caden to run the ball down. Unterbacher setting things up, has Schumacher right wing. And they're trying to post up Kreese. Unable to get a pass that time. Is now to be Ardner with it left side. Garrett Wagner still trying to get a screen open down inside, but Anderbacher unable to pass it inside. Now down inside to Wagner after Kreese hit the deck, but they're going to call a travel and give it back over to Hopewell Loudon with 70 seconds to go in the half. Devin Wagner and Evan Kreese are having a battle down there, fighting for position. Hopefully they keep their emotions in check. Martinez will bring the ball before this time on the Hopewell Loudon side. Yarbrough now with it on the right wing. Elmore has it up top. He'll swing it now on the left side. Back up to Martinez. Martinez pump fakes just inside the three for the jumper off the mark. Rebound eventually going to be halted by Otterbacher. His run back had to hit the deck. Calvert now back the other way. 45 seconds now to go in this first half of action. They'll reset after briefly having an opportunity in transition as now Otterbacher will bring it back towards center court. Looking like they're going to try to play for the last shot here. The Schumacher with it just inside the three-point line in the right corner. Again, Wagner trying to post up on Crease. That time will be poked away by Owen Studer. It will stay with Calvert. It's down on the sideline. Harry Schultz going to come in for Schumacher for Calvert. You see Gavin over there panting like a freight train, a racehorse. He must not run out of gas for them to be successful. Has it after the inbound on the Calvert side of things. Down to 20 seconds to go in the first half. 23 to 8 the score. Calvert with the big advantage right now over Hopewell Loudon. A good dribble move that time by Otterbacher. Unable to finish as he actually airballs. And will go the other direction now for Hopewell Loudon. We'll have 10.6 to work with. I think Coach Otterbacher is a little upset at his son because there's 10.6 seconds left in the half. And now the momentum will be able to swing to Hopewell. As they say in the... Uh, in the AAU circuit, whatever different circuit it is. He was trying to, quote, finish the clip because he, he had a good crossover. He, he did. Not able to get the jumper. To he go. had a great crossover, but he airballed the little jumper. That's not like Caden. Yarbrough has it left corner with six. Back over Barrier. Barrier all the way inside. Lay in. Up and good. Let's see if Calvert can do anything before the half ends. No, they will not. Your score, 23-10, to 10, as Hopewell is able to cut a little bit into that deficit before we go into the halftime. Again, 23-10, your score, Calvert, the lead over Hopewell Loudon. Wow. Just what we said, you know, Caden should have held the ball a little bit longer, allowed Carice to, you know, put two in right before the half. And, you know, now that momentum swing a little bit. I Yes, Hopewell's still down by 13, but still, Momentum's huge in sports, as you well know. With that, we'll go ahead and subside for a quick timeout. When we come back, start of the second half. We'll, between that, we'll have our ONN halftime report. We'll be back shortly here on both WFOB and WBBI for more high school basketball. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are ironworker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Ironworkers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. 
Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things. Like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have a starting pay of $18.04 an hour with a raise to $18.31 after 90 days with a shift differential of $0.25 an hour for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork, located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria. Seneca Millwork, part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Welcome to Bigby Coffee, your home away from home that picks you up and leaves you in a better mood than when you arrived. No matter who you are, we know we'll have a drink for you, and her, and him. You see, here at Bigby, we can customize our drinks for each person, dairy or no dairy, coffee or no coffee. We've got you covered, hot, iced, or frozen. Bigby Coffee is one of a kind, just like you. With locations on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue in Finley to serve you. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Hoops. Now here's your host, Eric Reeser. As basketball season gets underway all across the Buckeyes State, I'll speak with Ryan Baker of the Ohio High School Athletic Association Radio Network about a new initiative to make athletic contests a more safe and enjoyable experience for everyone and a new way boys and girls district tournaments will be seated in the spring. That's next. This is the Ohio News Network. 
The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. ONN affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. From the Ohio News Network. In Ohio, public education matters. And every day, Ohio's public school educators use their united voice to advocate for the supports and resources our public schools need so every child thrives. No exceptions. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of our 120,000 members, OEA is proud to sponsor tonight's game. Because great public schools are a winning playbook for Ohio, and Ohio is stronger when we stand together to cheer for our students' success. This, this is ONN. I'm Eric Reeser, Ryan Baker, my guest of the Ohio High School Athletic Association's radio network. Ryan, back in mid-November, the OHSAA announced they were relaunching their Respect the Game program, uh, something that had been introduced back in 2004 to address fan behavior and curb what seems to be an increase in negative fan incidents both between fans, parents, and students, and interactions with coaches and officials. What have you seen from a football standpoint that would tell you this is a good idea and something that needed addressing moving forward? Well, I think uh, as the world we live in now as fans, everything you think should be perfect and it should never go against your team and this and that. And one thing I think is big in this is the OHSAA has a hard time getting officials. And it's if you have a hard time getting officials, sometimes you're putting officials out there that may not totally be ready or they're newer to the game, and it's very hard for them. And then, obviously, then you have fans, parents, whatever, getting on officials. And in today's world, people are maybe a little more crude than they used to be. Let's just quite be honest. But I think the, what we want to do here is get the focus back on the kids. These are kids out there doing something because they love to do it. Chances are a lot of them aren't going to go play at the next level, no matter how much their parents think they should. And we want the focus on that. But also in football, this goes to the teams a little bit, too. We've had some incidents this year in the football season, at least, where games have been canceled in the third and fourth quarter because of fights it's on incredible. the field. Uh, one at, at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, Canton McKinley and Maslin got into a scuffle in the handshake line afterwards. We've also seen incidents of maybe not part, it may not have been part of the game, but we've heard of incidents of games being called because there's been gunshots in the area or at the stadium, altercations between fans. So I think it is something that's probably good to bring back this respect the game just to clean some of this up, hopefully, at least the awareness of it. Because really these incidents, I mean, they affect everybody, but it's, made even worse for juniors and seniors who when you only get four years to do this a game in someone's senior year means everything you don't get a second chance at a high school experience and think about this just with this group of kids some of these kids lost seasons or games because of COVID yep. way back when. So if you lose them then at the beginning and now you're losing some at the end. And again, this is not just it's directed towards the fans, but it's everybody involved. Coaches, players, all of them. Ryan, the OHSAA is going to be doing something very different at the end of the boys and girls basketball regular seasons. They've announced a partnership with high school athletics site Max Preps to create what's called a ratings percentage index or RPI for short 
Uh, it's going to be used to rank and seed teams for district tournaments. As of this conversation, the exact formula is still being determined. Uh, but what did you make of the news? Well, it's always been done in the past by the coaches. The coaches voted on the teams and the seedings, and then they were placed into the basketball tournament like that. Now it's going to be done by the max prep rankings of the teams in the state of Ohio. I think in a sport like basketball, I don't think this is going to matter because all the teams are in anyway. So you may have to play a different team here or there. But in basketball, ultimately, you have to beat them all to get there. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. Hi folks, this is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. Getting a new roof is a big investment and who you choose to install your new roof is an extremely important decision. We are a family owned roofing and construction company that's been in business since 1936. The MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company has skilled workers trained to install, repair and maintain your roof and weatherproofing components so no matter what mother nature throws at your commercial building or home, it will be protected from the elements. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no obligation quote today. Here from Hopewell, out in 23 to 10. Your score, Calvert, with the advantage through one half of basketball. Lance Morris alongside Matt Brown here on both WFB and WBVI. And Matt, I think to uh, be uh, very honest, that certainly wasn't the first half I was expecting. I was expecting a knockdown drag out, and so far it's been all Calvert. It has been all Calvert. It looks like a bloodbath. I wouldn't want to bet in the locker room at halftime with the Chieftains. But they got to get somehow, they got to get some rhythm going here. Again, they look real jittery. They don't look smooth at all. They got to get a big man posted up down low. Well, Loudon with possession to start this second half of play as they're attacking the basket to our right here from our courtside position here at Hopewell Loudon. The Yarbrough with it short corner, losing his dribble after driving inside. Martina is going to launch the top of the key three. That one's going to come up short. Wagner skies up to get the board for Calvert. That's not going to get you back in the game shooting NBA threes. That's not a high percentage shot. Maybe for someone in the NBA, but not here at the high school level. Back has it left corner for Calvert. Goes inside to Wolf. Brings it back out to Schultz. He'll take the top of the key three. That one off the mark. Rebound up for grabs. Rombach briefly had it. And he'll end up tipping it back out to Otterbacher. Down inside Wagner. Wagner trying to work his way down inside. Lays it up and in. Over some more tough defense again. But another big basket from Gavin Wagner. Wow, Evan Kreese just gave room for Gavin Wagner to come in and just do what he needs to do. He's got to get bigger and stronger underneath against Gavin Wagner. Grease up and under move and good. Getting that one to go. A nice post move from the senior Evan Grease. That's what we used to see from Evan Grease. That's what we should be seeing every possession. And when he's touching the ball. Otterbacher trying to work his way down inside. There's a little miscommunication between him and Wolf. Results in the pass going out of play. Gives it back over to Hopewell. Out in 6.36 to go third quarter. 25-12. Your score count at the advantage. How would you like to be at the dinner table with Coach Otterbacher and Caden Otterbacher. That'd be a tough dinner sometimes, I would think. 
Luke Barrier going to bring things up the floor now on the Hopewell Loudon side of things as briefly saw Elmore posting him. Now Crease working in the high post. So end up losing the handle. Another steal for Harry Schultz. Calvert now back the other direction. Schultz, the Euro step in transition, but unable to get the lay in to drop. Barrier the board. Now Hopewell right back the other direction as Barrier trying to force the tempo up, and he'll find now Martinez with it on the right wing. Gets a little slip screen from Elmore. He'll take the three. That one's off the mark. Rebounded by a round back now for Calvert. If Hopewell expects to get back in the game, they've got to pound the ball inside in the bucket. This, this NBA three land is not going to get you back in the game. Down inside to Wagner as he loses the handle briefly. Now down inside to Wolf. Wolf trying to force through the defense, unable to do so. Rombach now with it. Just wanted to get it over to Otterbacher in the corner. It's going to be last touch by Carter Wolf. Will stay with Calvin under the basket with 5.42 to go in the third. A lot of bodies banging underneath. Otterbacher to inbound for Calvert. Goes it right into Rombach, left corner just inside the three-point line. We'll bring it back towards the top of the key. Set things up now for Calvert. Enters it in the low post. Back out now Wagner. Has it on the three-point line. Now down on the block. He'll lose his dribble back up top. They'll reset with Otterbacher near the top of the key. So he makes a pass. Fake now puts the ball on the deck. And Schultz unable to bring that one in on the bounce pass. As it'll go the other direction now for Hopewell Loudon. 5-18 left to go third quarter. 13-point lead for Calvert. The Senecas can't burn that kind of time off the clock without having some points for it. Martinez has it in transition. Now back up top to Barrier for Hopewell Loudon. Swing it to Evan Kreese. Left corner. Has it on Wolf. He'll drive baseline. Good hesitation. Reverse lay-in. Up and go for Evan Kreese to get that one to go. Now he's getting in a better rhythm. He's looking more like what we've seen in the past. Otterbacher gets the screen from Rombach. Kreese almost pokes it away. It'll stay, though, with Calvert. 4.48 to go in the third. 25-14 to score. Calvert the advantage and with possession. Wolf out now to Schultz. He'll have it left wing. Swinging around to Otterbacher. Right wing now for the Senecas. Enters into the mid-post. Wagner. Wagner trying to work on Elmore. Finds Rombach on the cut. He lays it up and in with ease. Extends the Calvert lead. Yeah, they... Jacob Rombach just understands where he needs to be on the floor and how to cut to the bucket when someone has the ball. Donovan with a left block. Under, unable to get that one to go, but Kreese follows it up almost threw that one down, but did get that one to go nonetheless. Six straight points for Evan Kreese. We thought the crowd exploded on the earlier dunk if Kreese actually yeah, threw my. that one down. Well, if he had got that steal from A.K. Notterbacher, the place would have went nuts. Wolf now with it on the right wing for Calver. Now they'll go to Rombach just outside the left elbow. Wolf was wide oh, open, but yeah. Rombach was unable to get it to him. It was now down inside to Wagner. Forces it up over two guys, but won't get a foul in his favor. As it will, though, be last touched by Hopewell Loudon will stay with Calvin at the basket. Gavin's got to quit forcing it. You know, he was triple teamed. He should have kicked it right back out to Schultz or, or Rombach and could have shot the ball. Wolf now with it up top for Calvert. He finds Otterbacher left corner for the three. Up and good for Caden Otterbacher. A much needed three ball from the senior extends their lead. Yeah, that'll calm things down a little bit. Martinez open for the corner three. It won't touch anything. Calvert now right back the other direction with three and a half to go in the third quarter. Well, getting it down inside. Otterbacher forces that one up. And only able to get that one to go. Wolf fights for the rebound but ends up colliding with his teammate and Wolf and Rombach will be the last to touch it. It'll give it over to Hopewell Loudon. Nice thought process from, from Caden, but he needs to be in control when he's going to throw that kind of shot up. A little more in control. That could have possibly went down. That would have been a great shot. 
30 to 16, your score, 315 to go in the third quarter. Hopewell out and trailing Calvert here in this one. Lance Morris, Matt Brown with you on both WFOB and WBVI. Hopewell Loudon setting things up on the offensive side. It'll be Martinez with it. It'll be defended by Robach as he brings it out towards the volleyball line. Now Kreese will have it as he works it. They'll still maintain it on the perimeter. Elmore trying to force his way down inside. They'll skip it all the way over to Yarbrough on the right wing. It will drive baseline on Yarbrough. They'll get a foul called on Arner as Yarbrough is trying to go baseline. Well, that's not what I wanted to see out of Kevin Arner, but at least he's being a little more aggressive, trying to get in there and play some decent defense. I don't understand what Kreese is doing, dribbling the ball way out here for several times. Way out on the left side, left key. Elmore forces a way through the defense, but too strong on the lay-in. Now Calvert back the other way with 2.45 to go in the third quarter. 14-point lead for Calvert. They're going to Rombach, who's on the smaller barrier, and now kicks it out to Schultz. Wagner now with it up top. Pump bacon now back over to Schultz with it up top as he won't even put the ball on the deck yet as Kreese is the one out playing defense on him. Now he'll man him up. Gets it out over to Otterbacher, right wing, enters it inside. Wagner losing the handle as to try and spin it around. Ends up in Kreese's hands. Hopewell now back the other way with 2.20 to go in this third quarter. Yarbrough over to Martinez. He'll try the left wing three. That time again too strong for Martinez. Unable to get anything to go from outside. Calvert's just got to slow it down. You know, the clock is their friend right now. Just slow things down. There's no need to be rushing up and down the floor with the ball for Calvert. Going to get called for the reach-in foul. That'll be his second. It's a couple subs for each team. Wolf will check in along with Schumacher for Calvert. Out go Rombach and Schultz. See Martinez check out, and we will see Matt Wyman check out on the Hopewell side for his first time at the varsity level tonight. Some good quick subs in the game. You know, obviously somebody needs a rest before this fourth quarter starts. Wagner with it in the high post just above the free throw line. Elmore right there. Swings it now over to Otterbacher. Wagner trying to get the screen. Otterbacher will just drive left instead. Wolf now with it up top for Calvert, working on barrier. Back over now. They'll swing it inside to Wagner, working on the left block. Elmore forces him to pick it up. Back out now. Schumacher will drive briefly in. Entering it back into Wagner. Wagner up. Unable to get that one to go as he comes up short. Crease briefly had the board barrier. Comes down with it now with 90 seconds to go in this third quarter. Hopewell Loudon on the offensive side. And we'll see a charge taken by Schumacher. Wyman just a little too out of control. Even though they were able to get a shot to go, the charge will go against that. Wow, what a big call there. A lot of movement on the floor. I also think that was probably also a pretty good job from Schumacher to sell that because yes, I, 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 I don't say I'm not saying it wasn't a charge, I but I think uh, I think he might have just made it look a little more aggressive than it was. I'm never going to question the refs. As, you know, I'm an ex-ref too, and I'm just I respect the uniform, but I agree with you. I think Schumacher sold it big time. 14-point lead for Calvert, 122 to go, third quarter, 30-16. to 16. Currently the score, Kreese able to get the steal. Can he throw it down? Yes, he can for the second dunk of the night for Hopewell Loudon, but still trailing now in double figures. There it is. That'll wake people up now. A little press here coming up, causing a little bit of a mess for the two times down the floor. And will cause the steal by Barrier. Now Hopewell a chance to get this into single digits. As Wagner was unsure where to check in because he's been on the floor all <laughs> yeah. night. As Wagner and Otterbacher set to check in next to dead ball. If we get another dead ball here with 47 seconds to go in the third quarter. Kreese swings it all the way over Barrier. Barrier right wing three comes up short. 
Long rebound, Yarbrough tried to save it, but ran out of real estate on the baseline, back over to Cal with a 39.2 to go in the third. From a coaching standpoint, not that I'm questioning Coach Otterbacher, but I'd have left those two out. It's 39 seconds, you don't need a cheap foul. You're up by 12. Yes, the momentum's starting to swing. I get it, but I think that's exactly why. I know, but I get it. I still, I would protect my player. I think you, you, you ought to be able to trust the subs and, and, and maintain the flow of the game. Sarkwell also coming out with a little more of aggressive press this time down the floor as well. As Calvert will throw it away and we'll be going the other direction now. As Crease will bring it up the floor for Hopewell Loudon. 23 seconds to go, third quarter. They trail 30 to 18. Does Hopewell Loudon? We'll see if they can get a good shot off to end of this third quarter as they'll look to presumably hold for the final shot of the quarter. Light bulbs ought to be going off on the Hopewell bench right now. Driving inside will be Barrier. Barrier laying up and good with the foul. A big basket for Hopewell. A chance to cut into this deficit and get it back to single digits. Seven straight points. Six straight points, excuse me, by three turnovers, by the pressure, the, the press that Seneca's were not allowed to, could not break from the Chieftains. I think that what I meant by the light bulbs going off, that the coaching staff down there is going to say, we, we need to be keep pressing. Off the mark on the free throw, the shot from Wyman off as well. Wagner brings it in, and that'll do it for the third quarter. Hopewell starting to creep a little bit more back into this one. It's 30 to 20 through three here in Bascom. As we'll step aside for a quick timeout, we'll come back for the start of the fourth quarter. We're listening to high school basketball on both WBBI and WFOB. Summer sale down is going on at Spitzer Buick GMC in Findlay. The season's best deals on all new and used inventory. The best way to buy a new Buick or GMC or a used vehicle is at Spitzer. All new Buicks and GMCs come with our Spitzer Shield nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty and first year complimentary maintenance. Our Spitzer Shield also covers our certified used vehicles with a 172 point inspection and seven year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. Shop in person on Bright Road or 24-7 online at SpitzerBuickGMC.com. The deals are hot. The inventory is plentiful. And buying a new to you car is fun with the guys at Warner Economy Corner. All new inventory is spicing things up on the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard. And there are some unique vehicles to choose from. If it's price, customer service, or inventory, Warner Economy Corner has it all. Visit today for the best deals around. Trade or no trade, we can work with you. Visit Warner Economy Corner today. Getting ready to start the fourth quarter of action here in Baskin. Your side for today's action, high school basketball, both WBBI and WFOB Lance Morris. Matt Brown here with you. 30-20, to 20, your score. Calvert, the lead over Hopewell Loudon, but Hopewell starting to creep a little bit more back into this one as they were able to get an and one in the closing seconds of that third quarter to cut and make it a 10-point game. It'll be Calvert Ball to start off this fourth quarter of action. It'll be Harry Schultz with it up top. He'll swing it to Ron back right wing. And give him plenty of space. Now swings it over to Otterbacher up top. Resets things. Barrier trying to play as tough defense as he can as Otterbacher tries to cross him over. Now over to Wolf on the left wing. Wagner trying to get some post position inside. Nothing doing this time down. Now Schultz will have it. He'll briefly drive inside. Back over now to Otterbacher. 30 seconds have tipped off the clock here so far to start this fourth quarter. And that's what they should do. The Senecas need to slow the game down. Okay, they're up by 10. Slow down, clock is your friend right now. No need to rush. Schultz has it, poked away by Yarbrough, but able to maintain it, but now they're gonna call a foul against Yarbrough. I believe that's going to be his third as well, and yes it is. Yeah, that's a frustration. That's nothing more than Lance and a frustration foul on Yarbrough. No excuse for that. 
Stop reaching, move your feet, and play some defense. Round back will inbound. Just two hour left here, right in front of the Calvert bench. Round back now with it. Yarbrough still going to be playing some close defense on now Otterbacher as he pokes it away, but Wolf able to regain possession. Back over now to Wolf with it, right wing for Calvert. So working on a Wyman now, swings it back over, now up top for Romback. So they get Crease out of the paint. Now they go inside to Wagner. Wagner, double teamed, now back over to Otterbacher. Otterbacher swings it over to Schultz as Calvert now has taken 115 off the clock here so far in the fourth quarter. Still a heavy yet to even attempt a shot. They go down inside to Wagner and look at a jump ball. Possession arrow will give it back over to Hopewell Lawn with 6.37 left to go here in this fourth quarter, and that's exactly what you were looking for is to take yep. time off the clock, yep. even if it doesn't result right. in a good shot that right. time. Yep, that's exactly, I think, what Coach Otterbacher should be pleased about. We just chewed up a lot of time off the clock. Not a great offensive series. We didn't score anything, but we succeeded in burning a lot of time. Martinez with it right side now for Hopewell Loudon down into Elmore. Elmore working on Wagner. She's a little too strong on the shot. Barry able to pick it up, gets him up oh. in the air, and he'll draw the foul as Barry was able to get everybody up in the air that time on the good pump fake. Yep, that was a great pump fake. Great job by Blake Barrier. Lake Barrier to the line. Second foul going to be called on Caden Otterbacher. 6.22 to go in this fourth quarter. First free throw off the mark from Barrier. A reminder today's second half brought to you by Snyder's Flooring Alley. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. Barrier at the line for the second of his free throws. That was also off the mark. Rombach comes down with the board for Calvert. Wow, not very good for Blake. He's a pretty good free throw shooter. He's missed two of those right in a row. It did not help him. Calvert gets it up ahead now to Schultz as they tried to break the press but end up throwing it away to oh. Barrier. Hopewell now back the other direction. Martinez, the right wing three again, unable to get that one to go from deep. Wolf the board for Calvert. Wow, that would have went in. I think Coach Otterbacher exploded. Don't throw those deep cross-court passes. Otterbacher double teamed out front. Now up to Wagner near the top of the key. Back over now Otterbacher again. Calvert will... Try and slow this one down. Score remains 30 to 20. 540 left to go now in this one as Calvert has taken a lot of time off the clock. Rombach swings it over to Wolf. Back now over to Rombach. Being defended by Evan Freese up top. Schultz has the left side. Go ahead. There's no need for Calvert to shoot unless they got a wide open shot like that one. Oh, shot go, unable to go in close. Second chance off the mark as well. But We'll see a foul call. Looks like it'll go on Elmore as yep. we're able to see Rombach get him up in the air once again. Yep. Double clutch pump by Jacob Rombach. Got Elmore straight up leaning. That should be his third, I believe. This crease is telling his guys we got to talk more, and that was what led to the opportunity that time from Rombach. Well, I think they're doing exactly what they need to do. Burn time take the wide open shot. If it's not an easy shot, don't take it. Okay, from Rombach, up and good. Extends the Calvert lead with 5.19 to go here in the fourth quarter. 31-20 now the score. Second free throw from Jacob Rombach. Up and good as well as they'll go two for two at the line. There you go. Nice job by Jacob. 
Two straight free throws. Yarbrough has it left wing extended now on the Hopewell Loudon side of things. Down to five, ten left to go. A 12-point lead for Calver. Hopewell trying to get themselves back into this one. You have to score here in this fourth quarter. Get it over now to Barrier, left wing. Down inside, poked away by Otterbacher as Calvert now takes it the other way. More great defense by Caden Otterbacher. We've seen that earlier this season, and now we're seeing it again tonight. Things starting to get uh, a little more chippy out there, I yep. would say. Yep. I think tempers are going to flare here shortly. they got to keep your emotions in check, and I think that's why the refs are keeping the game tight. Calvert on the offensive side, 4.45 left to go, 12-point lead for Calvert. Hopewell trying to switch up their defense a little bit. Looks like they're actually believing a 1-3-1 one one right now at this moment. So it's going to be on the ground, up for grabs as Calvert got the, I think, no, get the jump ball first. I thought yeah. Calvert thought they were going to get the timeout. And I heard Coach Otterbacher scream timeout. Well, we are right next to him, so right. yeah. it'd be weird if we did. Very true. So Calvert needs to keep running the time off the clock. Yeah, I'm surprised by the defensive set here with, with Hope. I really am. Sorry. Stay with Calvert after the jump ball, even though they were trying to get the timeout as they go down inside Wagner. Unable to get that one to go, but Lombard follows it right up and in and extends the Calvert lead once again. It's 34 to 20, 418 left to go. Smart basketball by the Senecas at the moment. Taking the easy open look. They go down inside Elmore. Elmore unable to get that one to go as Wagner fights for it. Comes down with the rebound now for Calvin with 405 left. Hey. Frustration foul there, Lance, on Evan Kreese. As that it will be as Kreese has done what he can on the offensive side. He's got a little more than half of the Hopewell out in points, but opportunities just have been few and far between for the, the Chieftains thus far. Yes, it has. A little bit of full court pressure here by the Chieftains. They go into Schultz. Schultz unable to get it to go, but they will call Kreese for the foul. Two quick ones on him. I also think Wolf probably got away with the travel as well. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they were getting that one up I agree. ahead. I agree with you. But Evan's got it, you know, frustrated. Quick foul back in the backcourt. Now we got one in the bucket on Evan Kreese. Again, what I call frustration fouls. First free throw from Harry Schultz, unable to go. Unlike Harry Schultz, he's a pretty good free throw shooter. Second one from the lefty will rattle on home. A 15-point lead now for Calvert, 35 to 20, with just under four minutes left to go. Barrier setting things up on the Hopewell loud inside. They'll enter it inside to Kreese. Kreese working on Otterbacher. Trying to force his way through. Turnaround shot comes up short. Rebound up for grabs. Martinez tried to save it. Boy, Evan Wolf, or Carter Wolf got up there. So we'll stay with Hopewell out under the basket with 3.39 left to go in this one. A 15-point advantage for Calvert. Hopewell with possession. They throw it into Evan Kreese on the left block. Turn around with the right hand. Again, too strong. Rebound will be hauled in by Otterbacher. Calvert the other way, but then poked back by Yarbrough, but he ran out of room on the sideline, so it'll stay going with Calvert. Don't know why Caden Otterbacher wants to throw the ball at court like that. Dribble it up, take your time. You've got, you know, it's 35-20, 15-point lead. No need to rush. Wolf will get it across the timeline this time. 
Gets it over now to Schultz as Hopewell trying to go as aggressive as they can for these opportunities, but Wolf easy lay-in up and in for Calvert. Now a 17-point lead for the Senecas with 3.15 to go. Taking the easy shot. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you. Moore has it just inside the three-point line. Now Yarbrough tries his luck from deep too strong once again, and that's going to be one of the things they uh, talk about, I believe, when they watch film is just how many threes they've missed. Yeah. They've mostly been open, but just haven't yeah. gotten any really ready to fall. It's not a high percentage shot from NBA land. That's NBA threes out there. Calvert back on the offensive side. 2.45 left to go in this one. A 17-point lead, 37-20. to 20. Calvert trying to get themselves an early statement win here in the SBC River after among the three teams of Hopewell, Lown, and Oldford and Calvert all shared the title last season. First matchup of any of the three this season as Yarbrough almost stole it away. Schultz able to range back over to it as Yarbrough hit the deck and is still up and trying to get back on the defensive side. Rombach now gets it back over to Otterbach to try and slow things down again for Calvert. What an incredible hustle and acceleration from Jack Schultz, Harry Schultz. I was gonna say, Jack's his brother, that's yeah, a fine. Yeah, I'm sorry. Harry, how's that? Uh-oh, poked away there. Was poked Martinez. by Martinez, but will be last touched by him as it'll stay with Calvert with 2.04 left to go as now coach Jury going a little deeper into his bench with still some guys that have gotten some time here as Wyman going to check in as will number one Owen Suter, but Priest checks out as does Barry. Well, coach, I think personally from a coaching standpoint, smart move by Coach Jury to pull Priest out of the game right now. Why get him hurt? Let him sit down and let him get a breather. So we'll have that uh, timeout be called by Otterbacher as the ball actually was about to be poached just because they were running close to the five seconds call. And this is another thing, this is a random thing, is it's 2.04 left to go in this one, 17-point lead for Calvert. Timeouts are brought to you by Roto-Rooter. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360, away go troubles down the drain. they got to do something with Carter Wolf's shoes. Yes, I see He has that. had multiple <laughs> shoes untied. His right foot shoe came off as he was going over to the bench this time. I don't know if he's not tying them tight enough or what the situation is. It has to One be. of the little things that I've seen is his, he's just been running out of his sneakers so far. The brand of shoe he has on is a very good brand, very expensive say it's a brand. shoe. And he's just not tying them tight enough. That's one thing I did preach when I coached. You made sure your shoes were tight, tight. I, ch I checked them before the game started. if they weren't, two things would happen. You bet. You're setting back down you and retying them. You checked their shoes? I, when I coach girls, I checked. Their shoes. I've never heard and that you should before. see girls. They're they're terrible. You can pull them. You can pull them way out away from the shoe. They never tie them tight. Ridiculous. Oh. Back will throw it in. Schultz tries to save it, but runs out of room. Gives it back over to Hopewell Lana with 2:04 left to go. And that's uh, that certainly ha yeah. aggressiveness has not been the issue on the Hopewell Lana side. It's no. Just if nothing else, shots just haven't been falling enough. I think that they're aggressive. But they should have played this way early on. Okay, they, just, they weren't that aggressive in the first half. The second half, totally different, totally different aggressive defense. Yarbrough has it right wing for Hopewell Loudon, trying to work his way down inside. Great spin move for Hardy Yarbrough. Gets that one to drop, cuts down the depths at 15. That's impressive, and that's what I said earlier. That young man has to show up. He hasn't showed up tonight. That's his first, first points tonight. That, that yeah. tells you all you need to know on the right. Hopewell Loudon side. Exactly. He's got talent, a lot of it. You just saw it. We see a foul called out front as Schultz drew the foul. Are you kind of shocked at the low score? This low, yes. Yep, me too. Definitely. Should much, 
Should have been way in the mid-40s by now. I think that just goes to show how many shots, especially Hopewell, has missed from outside. The right. first three, they're up and good for Schultz. Will she Schumacher check in? We'll also see Brandon Brickman check back in on the Hopewell loud inside. Wolf will check out for Calvert. Elmore will hop out for Hopewell. Looks like Again, his shoes untied. His shoes untied, and he plus he's got his legs, his leg, Carter Wolf's legs bleeding. So now he's going to have to go down and see Paul and the trainer and get bandaged up. They throw off the mark from Schultz. Hopewell back the other way. 1.23 left to go. 38-22 to score. Calvert the lead. Hopewell with possession. Armbrough has it up top. He'll find Martinez. He'll take another deep left wing three. Again, unable to get that one to go. As he has missed more than his share. Is a snatch block wow. that time by Wagner. But Armbrough ends up coming back down with it. And gets it to go. But I think they called it on the floor before the shot. Yeah, they did. Again. Not often you see, I mean, he didn't really complete the snatch block, quote-unquote. No. You don't often see a snatch block in high school. <laughs> the thing I didn't like was we had another NBA three. I'm not a fan of the three-point shot. Never have been. Even at this point in the game, it's still a lot of hustle for Calder. Oh, yeah. But an uh, errant pass that time from Ron back as he threw it where Wagner was, not where Wagner was going, is it? Gives it over now to Hopewell Loudon as they'll go a little deeper into their bench, bringing Jack Colatrulio into the game now. Even with Calvert having a 16-point lead here with 58 seconds left, Coach Otterbacher still looks at Jacob Rombach like, what are you doing throwing the ball away? Take care of the ball. Curtis Lean now going to check in as both teams going a little deeper into their benches. Austin Napier going to check in. We'll also see, I believe that's Logan Ritzko checking in. Yep. Curtis Reams has a lot of fans here tonight, Curtis Reams. We're assuming that Calvert's going to hang on so here, and it's going to be a pretty big win. The Moss now checking in. So come in for Wagner. Impressive performance tonight from Gavin Wagner again. I don't think he had as many points as he's had in some of these other games so far, but a great game nonetheless. Another impressive tonight, though, he didn't run out of gas. We didn't see him slow down at all. At Ottawa Glendorf, we saw him run out of gas. Hopewell setting things up, poked away by DeMoss. It'll stay though with Hopewell Loudon. Brickman with it, now swings it over. Wide open look for Suter, too strong that time. Rebound will be grabbed by Hopewell. He'll try his luck again, gets the tough floater to go from just inside the free throw line. Nice little floater, very nice little floater from Suter. Still Hopewell Loudon still playing some tough aggressive D in the full court coming away with the steal as it ends up in Brickman's hands He'll force it up from the short corner off the mark as Ream comes down with the board for Calvert Well, that's a big one for Curtis Ream. He's just excited to be out on the floor Gardner now with it with eight and looks like Calvert will just hold on to it to run this one out 38-24 going to be the final a big win for Calvert here tonight over Hopewell Loudon Huge win Lance. Just huge I think the Hopewell fans are just stunned, I'm sure, along with the coaching staff. I thought for sure this would be a lot closer game. But again, I said early, in order for Calvert to be successful, they need to get some points on the board and get out to a big lead early, and that's exactly what they did tonight. And if I know these coaches as well as I believe I do, it's going to be a closer game the second time they play. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I wouldn't want to be in the Chieftain locker room tonight or tomorrow watching films. It's it's going to be pretty miserable from the coaching staff. They played, I think they played a much better defense in the fourth quarter. Where was that the first three quarters? 
I mean, they had multiple turn. Calvert had multiple turnovers by full court pressure. Well, I think part of it you can attribute to just going with the full court pressure, yep. which they weren't. They were going kind of like a, a little half court trap early on. Then once they switched it over to the full court pressure, it resulted in some more turnovers, even though they didn't turn all of those into points. That's very true, and I didn't understand their defensive set, and I mentioned that before half, and they did come out with full court pressure, and it caused the Seneca some headaches. And they had seven straight points. They got off of the full court pressure. The Chiefs were able to capitalize seven straight. So maybe that Coach Jury and them will say, wow, we maybe ought to be doing some more full court pressure, causing some more turnovers, putting and converting them into some positive points on the game. With that, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout. They come back and wrap this one up here from Hopewell Loud again, 38-24. Your final score, Calvert with the decisive win over Hopewell Loud in here tonight. You're listening to high school basketball on both WFOB and WBBI. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. That's the sound of a day starting out right. And I hear it every time my new Toro Z Master Zero Turn Mower starts up with big time horsepower, giant tires, turbo force deck, and comforts like my ride suspension and USB ports. It's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Toro Z Master Mower today. See a complete line of Toro products at Coon Sales and Service just west of Bascom on State Route 18. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tiffin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. 
Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. We are here to wrap this one up from Hopewell Loud in your side for today's action here in SBC River Basketball. It was Calver that came away with a decisive 38-24 to 24 win tonight over Hopewell Loud and Lance Morris alongside Matt Brown for your coverage here on both WFOB and WBVI. And Matt, as we saw, Calver, you know, kind of took control in this one early goings as they had the 14-6 lead. They add on to that with the 23-10 lead at the half. And both teams get some offense going as Hopewell actually won the third quarter and it was 30 to 20 through three. But then the Hopewell out of offense got even more ice cold as they only had four points in that entire fourth quarter as Conwell was able to also take a lot of time off the clock in routes to that uh, 38 to 24 win here tonight. And you, of course, have uh, some stats that uh, tell us uh, even more of the story. Well, Gavin Wagner wins the war underneath against Evan Kreese tonight only by one, but Still, we saw Wagner way out-rebound everybody tonight. Caden Otterbacher contributed five. But the other guy that pours in points tonight is Jacob Rombach. In the right place at the right time, wide open under the bucket. Multiple. I, was say, I feel like that was almost, if not yes. all of his points tonight, yeah. was just running, rolling the basket on the cuts. Multiple under, yeah, cutting, knows when to cut. Smart basketball player, the generational type player, knows if someone at the top of the key has the ball, throw the ball to me underneath. I'm cutting, I'm slashing to the bucket. Harrison Schultz. Had some good free throws, obviously. He contributed nine. Had a couple threes. Yep, and had a couple threes. And Carter Wolf, you know, he threw in two also. But, you know, I'm just shocked at the fact that the Hopewell Chieftains, they're not the team that's on the scoreboard tonight. Sorry, they're just not. I've seen them play a lot of ball. They're a high offense. And you can see they wanted to run the ball, but Calvert controlled the flow of the game. And, if you know, as much Calvert basketball as we broadcast and we see this, we know that when they're controlling the game, usually going to go their way and that's what happened here tonight they chewed a lot of time off the clock as you alluded to but you know a lot of frustration i think after second half with with hopewell we saw a lot of frustration fouls two quick ones on evan when he came back out thing i didn't agree with is from the coaching end of it from hopewell was why are we not posting donovan elmore up down underneath like calvert's posting up wagner i mean they're utilizing wagner hard underneath in the low post position 
I don't see that I, from Hopewell. I don't think it's that they didn't post him up. I think it's that they weren't able to properly post uh, him up. Well I, I, think, I, I think it's that well he was trying to. I think just between kind of the offense being out of rhythm and this guy's maybe not being able to find him in uh, some of the spots they've needed to, it wasn't for lack of trying. That's where Elmore was when he was on the floor, was trying to post mm -hmm. up, typically on the left block, but... Right. It's, so it's not that he didn't post up, it's that they weren't able to utilize the post-ups the way they were on the Calvert side with Wagner. That's definitely better said, but I saw I saw Donovan so many times. the big bucks. That's exactly why you make the big bucks and I make the little <laughs> money. But I saw him at the top of the key multiple times. What's the man doing at 6'7 senior? Why is he out to the top of the key, you know, trying to guard Caden Otterbacher, who's handling the ball? That's an, that To me, that's that's... I think some of the times it was switch, switches on, on screens. No question. I agree they're switching screens, but uh, my coaching days, I would have had my big big man underneath, and we'd have been posting him up. We'd have been working him really, really hard underneath, getting him to feeding him the ball underneath. I know he's a personal trainer. I know the man can do more. I've seen him in the gym working. I know he can do say, more. Sh show us your bona fides. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway... I, I mean, they all played hard. And again, my, my dark horse, Carter Yarbrough, he didn't show up. I mean, we saw him do the spin move down here, which looked like, you know, NBA was play. Say, that, was, that was a great That move. was impressive out of Carter. And that where, was the only points he had tonight. Where was he at all night? I mean, he just didn't show up offensively. So, but. I, th I think another thing to uh, keep in mind as Hopewell struggles clearly tonight as you see the final score of being 38-24 you got to remember, it hasn't been that long since some of these guys were done playing football. A lot of those, you know, a handful of guys, a barrier, of course, along with Martinez and Crease and some other guys uh, for this football side, they all got done just playing football a few weeks ago because they were able to, you know, make it uh, a few rounds into the postseason. So not that it's an ultimate excuse, but you just got to remember some of these guys are still getting into basketball shape. I, I agree with that. There's no doubt about that scenario. I totally agree with it, but... Gavin Wagner didn't play football this year. He's lost about 15 pounds. He's leaner. He's been in the gym. He's working hard, and you can see it. I mean, he's put on some muscle. He's, he's, he's lost some weight, and he's put on, he's gained muscle. The muscle mass has helped him immensely the two times I've seen him underneath. Well, you, you just then took another opportunity to just talk of Gavin Wagner. <laughs> I know. Not that you're wrong by any no, stretch, because I mean, you're not. Praises do when good plays do. You know, I mean, praises do for good play. That's it's, just how I see it. It's, it's like I said right when we uh, right when we were done with uh, the regular portion of the game. It's going to be a much more competitive oh, matchup sure. the next time they play I, about I, a month or so from now. No doubt about it. I totally agree with you. When this when this show gets to Calvert, look out. I think it's going to be a much different ball game. Absolutely. Give you give Hopewell some time to. You know, like I said, they had jitters early. Give them some time to get in some rhythm. This is not their basketball. Come on, we've seen them play basketball yeah. how many tons and tons of years. Yep. This is not Hopewell Loudon's basketball. Not a chance. Thank you for listening to our coverage here of high school basketball on both WFME and WBVI. Big thank you as well to Trayvon Hastings back at the Tri-County Broadcasting Studios doing, of course, the awards work. And big thanks to Hopewell Loudon AD Brian Calatrulio for allowing us to come here and broadcast tonight. This is Lance Moore signing off from Bascom. Thank you for listening to our coverage of high school basketball here today. Our final score, Calvert 38, Hopewell Loudon 24. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. It's time for... All right, let's go.
That's right. Time to go. This has been High School Basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI. And online on WBBI.com. High School Basketball has been brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, Cooper Service, Warner Automotive, Frickers, Roto-Rooter. By Iron Workers Local 55, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, Grit. By M.J. Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Schaefer's. By Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Anyway, one last item of business before we go. Join us next time for another great matchup of high school basketball. Finished. Finito. High School Basketball is a production of TCB Holdings Incorporated.